Hello, dear listeners. This podcast has reached its final episode. I've started a new podcast titled Build Your English, which you can find at patreon.com slash buildyourenglish. There, you can access your weekly free episode and its transcript. I hope to see you there. Hello, hello, ambitious learners of English. Welcome to Cambridge Exam Coach Podcast. My name is Christian. And I'm Alexandra. And together, we're the team behind the brand new Cambridge Exam Coach Podcast. If you want to improve your English and learn more about exam preparation, this podcast is for you. We'll use vocabulary and grammar in a way that's engaging, authentic and non-trivial. And if you are a visual learner, you can find the transcripts of our episodes on the website as well. Today, we're going to be talking about the listening part of the Cambridge C1 Advanced Exam. First, we'll give you three top tips you can use in the exam. And secondly, we'll share two practical ideas on how to prepare for your exam. Now, in 2022, this will be the moment you will hear a jingle to get you even more excited. But today, we're still living in 2021, so we'll dive straight into the podcast episode. So, without further ado, let's go! Hey, Alexandra, how are things in Moscow these days? Wow, hey, Chris, it's amazing. It's snowing outside, and I'm dreaming, dreaming of making a snow angel, you know? I love this when it's winter. How's it for you? Are you excited about your trip to St. Petersburg? Yes, but I'm just thinking about a snow angel. It sounds fabulous. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I am uh, elated mm. because I'm leaving tomorrow yeah. and I prepared everything. I think mm. uh, I've got boots because it is minus 20 in really? St. Petersburg right now. Mm. Yeah, minus 20. So I bought new boots because I'm not used to that kind of weather here in Rotterdam. Oh, yeah. And uh, all is fine with all the necessary admin stuff, like the visa and all that kind of uh, things. So, yeah, I'm elated and also a little bit nervous, but good nerves, you know, yeah, good nerves. Yeah. And the ones you should have when you go on a so, trip like that. <laughs> yeah, I think you won't get snowed in or frozen. So anyway, grab a cup of coffee or mulled wine and enjoy a stay in St. Petersburg. Yeah, just one more question. You've been there a couple of times, right? Yeah, so many times, countless times. <laughs> <laughs> one one tiny recommendation for me? Um, wear a hat and gloves, just to keep your ears and fingers warm. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. I will do that. Okay. All right, then. Let's get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. So, in this episode, we're going to be talking about the listening part of the C1 exam. There are three essential things you need to know before you start doing the tasks. Now, first, I will name these three things, and then Alexandra and I are going to talk a little bit about these points. So here we go. The first thing you need to understand is that you have plenty of time to read through the text carefully before the audio recording starts playing. 
This is not only for the C1 exam, also for the C2 exam, but this is extremely helpful and Alexandra is going to tell more about that. Number two, point number two is that you get to hear each recording twice. So uh, I've been told that that's not always the case in other exams, but again, Alexandra knows more about that because she also helps out students. So we'll get back to that later. And then point number three, and this was a surprising one for me, there are a few significant differences between the paper-based and computer-based exam. And that's something that we're also going to elaborate on. But first, Alexandra, as I mentioned, everyone, our listeners, if they're doing the Cambridge exam, they will get plenty of time to read through the questions and the task, right? Before the audio recording starts playing. What do you tell your students about that time? How can they utilize that? How can they make that, use that efficiently and effectively? Yeah, um, actually, there are a couple of ways how people can do that. But still, I give some recommendations to my students all the time. Um, first, uh, first thing is that uh, there are some tips that are applicable for all listening tasks. And um, I always start by saying that it's good to read the instructions first and do this carefully because you need to know exactly what you should do in the task. For example, how many words you can write in one gap. Then... Um, then you might want to scheme the task and it's always super, super helpful because when you read the task quickly or skim it, you get the main idea and know what the recording will be about. So these are some general guidelines and of course I have something up my sleeve when it comes to each part specifically. For example, um, in parts one and three, in the parts where you have multiple choice um, questions, um, there are certain things you need to do. Uh, first of all, I always recommend reading the STEM questions and underlining keywords in them. Many people rush there because they start reading everything, the questions and the options, but I think it's a no-no at this point because, again, you need to get the general idea of what the question is going to be about. And only after that, after you've read them and underlined the key points, it's good to focus on the options. Um, Next, uh, part two, where you hear a monologue. Um, after you've skimmed it, after you've skimmed the text, uh, it's great to read through the set of sentences and think about the types of information that is missing. For example, whether you need um, a common noun or a proper noun, what part of speech should be there in general. And I always say that never underestimate the words that come before and after the gap. They will also give us plenty of information. They might do this, okay. Uh, part four, which many people consider the most challenging one, and I'm no exception here as well. So in this part, you hear five different speakers and you have two sets of questions. And probably that's the most challenging uh, part. That's the obstacle. So my recommendation here is to read the task for each set and underline the keywords. And then, so you will be ready to, to go with this listening task. So no universal truth, of course, but no rocket science at the same point. So you can devise the plan for you. Chris, what do you think? 
Absolutely. Uh, I reckon it makes sense. And uh, I've got nothing to add there. I will talk a little bit more about uh, preparing for uh, the exam, but that will be later. Mm -hmm. For now, we're going to move to the second point that I mentioned before. So people, exam candidates, get to hear each recording twice. Now, I know that there are different opinions <laughs> on this topic, how to utilize that luxury, right? Because <laughs> as I've been told by you, yeah. it apparently is a luxury. Can you tell more about that? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, some students have experience with the IELTS exam and they know that on the IELTS exam, you have only one attempt. And when they know that, then they learn that they have two attempts here, they say it's a blessing. And yeah. Actually, that's it. Uh, so when you listen for the first time, you, um, I always suggest that, so you, you, you get the main idea and that's why I suggest, and many people do that, they just mark one or several answers after they've listened uh, to the recording uh, for the first time. And uh, when they listen again, they can confirm these answers. So, uh, you know, nothing special here, but just, yeah, that's good to know that you have two attempts, basically. Yeah, definitely. I think also to each his own or her own, uh, just just practice and figure out what works for you. But it's indeed a luxury and mm -hmm. we can all be happy about that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, the last one, the last point that uh, we're going to talk about is uh, that was also surprising for me because in my experience, I've only uh, had students that, have taken the paper-based exam. But uh, as you told me, Alexandra, the situation is a bit different with the computer-based exam. So could you elaborate on that? Yeah, sure. Uh, first, I should say that there is no difference in the format. So computer-based or paper-based, the format is the same. But the technical side of it all is a little different. So first thing is, uh, in a paper-based exam, you have one audio player for all the candidates in the room, while in a computer-based exam, each candidate has their own set of headphones, which is so good because you're not distracted. You're, you're, you are your own boss here. Uh, and one more thing is that um, when you take a computer-based exam, you don't have to think about transferring your answers uh, on the exam sheet and you just pick uh, when you do it on your computer you just pick the right answer click on it and you know bob's your uncle now it's done for you don't have to worry perfect perfect and i have to admit that i really like the option that you have your own headphones yeah. in the computer-based exam because I've heard some uh, horrendous stories from students, uh, you know, that the, there was noise in the room yeah. or the audio wasn't clear yeah. because they were sitting too far away. So, yeah, that's definitely a great tip that you gave there. Um, any other things that you would like to elaborate on or can we move to the second part of this podcast? I think I think we've mentioned all the basic points here. So, yeah. Okay. Great. Let's move on then. So now I'm going to give you two tips on how to prepare for the listening part of the exam. So my first tip, and this is extremely important, or as they say in C2, <laughs> words of paramount importance. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes, yes. But I think that now listeners will remember that. I don't know. I wonder what the examiners, the assessors always think when, <laughs> when people say that. 
fed well, up. I can also say essential or vital. Or it's crucial, vital, yeah, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> crucial. Yeah. It's crucial. At least not that very you... important, you know, as they say. <laughs> exactly, exactly. My point here is that it's essential to use sample papers and practice tests. Yeah. You have to emulate exam day when you practice at home. And what I mean by that is that you have to do those tasks without any distractions. Yeah. Nowadays, we are distracted all the time by notifications on our phones, on our computers, on our tablets. And there are also, as Alexandra told me <laughs> once, uh, let's say domestic challenges like pets and family <laughs> members that might make noise yeah. or disturb you. It's like my, remember my dog barking behind the closed exactly. door asking yes, for yes. a walk. <laughs> And, and it can happen during a podcast recording, by the way, listeners. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> let let me get back to my to point, the point here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have to we have to create circumstances uh, that are similar uh, to the exam. So, what I mean by that is uh, focus on doing the task, don't get distracted, and then, yeah, only when you are not happy with your answers, you can. Do the task then again, sorry, you can do the task again, but then with help from the transcript. Yeah, that can help you to find the correct answers because usually there are phrases or maybe even some literal words that form the answer that are the answer of what you need. Uh, so I always recommend people to also use uh, the transcript if they are not happy with their results after practicing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so in short, emulate exam day at home, which means turn off your phone, put it away and turn off your notifications and tell your pets and family members that you are practicing for 40 minutes and that you don't want to be disturbed. <laughs> Golden. Did I miss something there, Alexandra? Or? Um, no, 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 absolutely. No? I subscribe okay. to every word of yours here. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, so that's the first point. Use sample papers and practice tests. Second point. Yes, you can use authentic materials. You know, many, many uh, teachers and coaches and tutors, they say, go listen to podcasts, uh, watch and listen to TED Talks, maybe even movies uh, or audiobooks. And uh, I say yes, but... Caveat emptor, right? Be aware because uh, what you're doing then is that you're training your passive listening skills. But in the exam, you have to be active. You're using your active listening skills. So it means that if you're, uh, let's say, using, if you're using authentic material, you have to make yourself active. And you can do that, for example, by using the questions uh, or the assignments or tasks that are available on the TED website when you are watching TED Talks. You can do that. Or you can create your own questions if you know what a certain podcast episode is going to be about. Yeah, Usually that is, for example, often described in the introduction of a podcast. You can ask yourself some questions. Okay, I'm going to listen for that uh, particular detail. But again, it is really hard to do that. I admit that. So I want to get back to my first uh, uh, my first recommendation. <laughs> 
please, please use a lot of sample papers and practice tests if you really want to practice for the listening part of the exam. Anything to add? Did I miss anything there, Alexandra? Uh, no, you haven't. But I would just add one thing. Uh, I remember one question in our Facebook group, and it was Svetlana, if I'm not mistaken. She asked us whether we recommend watching films and turning on the subtitles at the same time. And it's a really good question to ponder. And what I always recommend is that you don't turn on the subtitles. Because when you watch a video or a film, you have, first of all, the visual picture and you practice listening too at the same time. But if you understand that you want to know, like you haven't got the idea or you want to see how some word is spelled or phrase, you can turn on the subtitles rewind it and then say it because we can't watch and listen at the same time and uh obviously that's what works for me and for for my students as well so that's what i would would add excellent excellent point and i couldn't agree more and this gives me the opportunity to say something that i often tell to my listeners and my student it all comes down to practice, practice, practice. You have to make the effort, right? So what you just said, it means that you have to make a little bit more effort, right? Absolutely. It all comes down to do the work. But one thing, (laughs) you know, remember that you're not computers. Don't treat yourselves like computers, you know, listeners, because many people become too engaged in this and don't do that. Enjoy, Enjoy the ride. Yes, Absolutely. I totally agree. Is there anything else that we missed, Alexandra? I think not, because we have given no? plenty, yeah, food for thought to our listeners now. Something. Good. Th- then I just like to say that uh, this will be available as a transcript on the website, but give us some time because it's going to take time for us to create that transcript. <laughs> uh, and But uh, for the people who want to... Uh, Maybe even listen and read at the same time. There will be a transcript. Uh, <laughs> yeah, prodigious, <laughs> available in the prodigious people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. All right, that's it for me then. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that I think we've covered we've covered it all. Yeah, that we wanted to say today, and uh, that's all for today. Um, if you like this episode, you can leave a comment on our website. CambridgeExamCoach.com. We read all the comments and we'll be happy to discuss with you all the ideas and suggestions that you have. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate that. Happy learning and we hope to catch you in the next episode. Cheers. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. Oh, and one more thing. You might have heard that I have a new podcast. It's called Build Your English. Every week, from Monday to Friday, I publish 10-minute lessons that teach English in a fun and effective way. I talk about all sorts of topics, from everyday subjects like food, travel, books, and language learning, to more serious ones like history, politics, culture, and even philosophy. The episodes are spoken at a speed you can understand and come with downloadable mp3 files and pdf transcripts. So by dedicating just 10 minutes a day to our lessons, you won't just see improvements in your English, you'll also enjoy the learning journey. I invite you to listen to an episode 
and see for yourself. Patreon.com slash buildyourenglish Patreon.com slash buildyourenglish